You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Welcome to The Lightwalker's Path. This is episode seven. And today we're going to be talking about signs versus stuff. So how do you know when a feather is just a feather versus how do you know when something is a sign? So you're going to see this actually not just with symbols. People often do it with numbers and with uh, animal messengers. And you'll see these are the people that are also quickly pulling out their phones and Googling what is the shamanic meaning of and really trying to dissect and bring meaning to seemingly inconsequential things that they are seeing happening to them and around them. Now, for the people who are not woofully based, you are probably rolling your eyes at these people and thinking they are a little bit bananas, let's be honest. However, I'd like you to consider that oftentimes these things are not just feathers. They're not just 11-11, a minute that happens twice a day, every day. They are actually messengers. But the thing is, how do you know the difference? And that ability to discern is probably uh, one of the biggest tools that you can have in your spiritual tool belt. Because it's not actually just for you to have your own kind of sanity about it so that you know that you haven't gone off the deep end. The thing is, when you are on a spiritual path at some point in time, you're going to have a crisis of faith because it's not always sunshine and lollipops and nothing ever is, right? There there are dips in our commitment, in our um, emotional certainty and So when we talk about the need for discernment, this is really tied to supporting us, particularly in those times. Because if it's really just to deal with the naysayers, that's ridiculous. There is absolutely zero reason why we need to justify our faith and our beliefs to anyone but ourselves. However, for our own well-being, for our own oh, I don't know, confidence and certainty, we need to be able to make this distinction. So what are some of the signs that um, will help us to decide whether something is, uh, whether a cigar is just a cigar, as Freud would say. So the first one would be the intention that you set. If you have clearly stated that you would like to see a particular sign or a particular symbol, and you start to see it, Uh, repeatedly, there is a very good chance that that is an alignment that has happened between um, you and your messengers and guides. So you've asked, they've delivered. I really don't recommend that you do this as some sort of a challenge where you are testing your faith, although you can, I suppose, if you want. But I really do feel that the, um, the deeper that I've been able to go with my connection with the divine has been really built on that solid understanding of trust. So I'm not saying use this as a way to tempt the fates, so to speak. However, um, there are times when we just actually need a sign that yes, we are on the right path. So I may have mentioned this in a past episode, I don't know, but one of my signs and symbols are skunks. So skunks are my power animal. They are um, a beautiful reminder for me to have healthy and solid boundaries. And 
because I have this relationship with skunk, it has become the symbol for me that I am on the right path. I don't even have to set that intention anymore. I don't have to ask if I'm on the right path, please send me a skunk. It's a given. It's the relationship that that the angels and I have formed. And when I'm on the right path, they will send me a skunk. So funny little story. When I moved to the UK, um, I was having a, I had, I've had a very whirlwind romance with my husband. We um, met, we fell in love very quickly. I moved across the world to England for six months. Um, we got married within six months of having first met. Like it was a very expedited romance. And so you can imagine that there's going to be some times when all of that is happening that you're just sort of like, hey, can you send me a sign and let me know I'm on the right track? But he was living in England. So I moved to England and my husband said, oh, hey, just so you know, there aren't any skunks here. Um, They've been, you know, extinct for um, a very long time. So you're going to need some kind of other sign. I'm sorry, you're not going to get a skunk. And I went, yeah, okay, no problem. And our first, uh, my first day in town, he already lived there. My first day in town, we are walking through the town square and lo and behold, there is a conservation officer who is giving a talk and in her arms is a skunk. It's probably the only skunk in all of England and it finds us in our small little crappy town outside of London and there on my very, very, very first day. And here I am seven years later, still married to this guy. So obviously I was on the right track and it was so beautiful to be able to get that kind of confirmation. Now for other people, they see skunks as a nuisance. So they're not going to get that same kind of message from that, that same kind of reassurance and confidence that yes, you're on the right track. However, this is a symbol um, that my guides and I have worked with that they know that this is a green light for me. And if I get skunks, then everything is good to go. So I want you to just take a second and think about what are those signs for you? And it doesn't necessarily need to be something like you're on the right track. Um, different things will mean different things. Uh, different symbols will mean different things to different people. So I had a conversation in one of my Facebook groups about a week or so ago about spiders. So spiders wig me out to the point where I find it actually really hard to even tune into the message to see what it is. And I have Googled the shamanic meanings of spider. And the downside is that everybody and their dog has a different opinion. And none of the things that I've read in my research has really resonated for me. So whatever your sign and symbol is, it does need to be something that... Um, is meaningful to you and it doesn't have to be something that you find in a book. You just know, like for me, I know that skunks mean I'm on the right track. I know when I start seeing a lot of crows and a lot of crow feathers, that change is coming. Those are the, some of the, you know, totems that have come up for me. And that's been, you know, years of really cultivating this relationship with the divine. So I'm able to have my own little kind of cheat sheet or my own little dictionary of signs and symbols. And you're going to have to form that for yourself. So the first part is the intention. So thank you, angels, for sending me a skunk to let me know that I'm on the right track or whatever that skunk is for you. The second thing that's really big, I feel, is in being able to see how often it's happening. So um, let's use the crows as an example. You know, like I live in an area that has a lot of crows. So this is actually one that I've really needed to flex into. When is this a sign and when is this just the neighborhood that I live in that at three o'clock there are thousands of crows that are going to go flying overhead. So um, for me, it's not just seeing the crows. It'll be how I see them, how I hear them, because they are kind of background noise for me because of where I where I live. 
and suddenly I'll just start to become a lot more aware of their sounds and I will start to see feathers. So it's not just seeing them flying around with their feathers. You'll see this a lot of the time with angel numbers. I've actually had games with my angels where I've been on a road trip and I'll say, show me as many fours as you can in the next half an hour. And I'll start seeing it on license plates. I'll start seeing it on house numbers. I'll start seeing these repeated fours that are coming up at Fourth Avenue and it'll be 444 and all these things. And it just becomes this joyful experience where the two of us are connecting. And that one would be a combination of both setting the intention and the repeat numbers. So the frequency of the symbol is definitely where we know that something is trying to get our attention. Spiders are the one for me. So normally I see a spider and I go, huh, spider. But I had a summer where I got bit by a spider pretty much every single week. And it was deeply unpleasant. I was covered in uh, lavender oil and onions, if you can believe, because the lavender could stop the itching and the onions were the only thing that would actually make the bites go away. So I was taping onion to my skin and it was a pretty gross summer. Lavender and onions, you can imagine what that smells like. But spider medicine, whatever that message is, because I still haven't figured it out, was really, really determined to get my attention. So yes, I was seeing them on my walks. I was seeing them um, just around me in general. But then on top of that, when I still wasn't cluing in, they took to biting me. Now, if your guides, (laughs) let me just have this as a little sidebar here. If your guides are trying to get your attention in a way that is uncomfortable for you, you can negotiate uh, the terms. So yeah, spider bites, not my my favorite thing in the world. Um, When my clairaudience was waking up, it was literally pulling me out of bed about 3 a.m. every day. And it would be like this high-pitched squeal that would be loud enough that I could hear while sleeping and it would wake me from a deep rest. And it got to the point where after six weeks where I had to be like, okay, guys, look, I understand that you're doing some things here and that you're trying to get my attention, but I don't know what you're doing and all you're doing is disrupting my sleep and I'm desperate for a good night's rest. So you are able to come to um, the table and negotiate the terms of how you're getting your messages. And that comes back to the intention piece a little bit. But I do really highly encourage that you do this because... Um, otherwise, you know, spirit just has a different threshold. They have a different bandwidth of what they think is tolerable. And if we let them run the show, it can get a little bit uncomfortable from time to time. So you are not a slave to your guides. You are definitely able to, um, have some say so in how they negotiate with you and how they interact with you. So yeah, those are the two biggest pieces would be setting the intention and then the frequency of the signs. And I would say the third one, honestly, is just asking, is this a sign? It sounds really simple. And if you have different ways that you can get your yes and no as you dialogue with spirit, I definitely encourage you to use that. So for me, one of the ways I do it is I muscle test and I will just straight up ask, is this a sign? If I'm, if for some reason I'm not sure. The other thing for yes and no, if you don't muscle test, you can use the expand and contract method. So if you tune into your gut and you think about something that feels really great, like just the best day you've ever had or something you're really grateful for or someone you really love, you'll notice that the feeling in your gut just feels really open and receptive and expansive and it feels really good. 
But if you think about like a really bad day or your shitty boss or something that's really stressful, like everything's going to close off contract and you won't just feel it in your gut. Often like your shoulders will slump forward and everything just kind of like turns inward a little bit. So that's like your no. So if ever you're not sure, you can use that as kind of like your barometer to talk to your guides. You know, is this a sign? Yes, everything will feel really open and expansive. No, everything goes and just kind of scrunches in. And as you start to do this more frequently, as this is part of like your ongoing dialogue with spirit, you're actually going to find it becomes a lot easier to tell the difference because that trust is established and that foundation is there. You're not going to be questioning every little thing that you see and feel and hear. So I have had conversations with the wind and I can tell the difference if the wind is being a messenger or if it's just wind. I have had conversations um, with my guides where I'm in the shower and they actually do this to me really when I get lost in my head, particularly when I'm in a really anxious or critical place. When I'm in the shower, they will blast me with cold water of all things. And it's enough to go like, oh, yeah, that was pretty jarring. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm spiraling downward here and it kind of pulls me back on track. But it would be just as easy to say, oh, is that, you know, is that just the water pressure is that just the, the the pipes or is that my guides? I know that it's my guides, but I also know the difference of, oh, hey, I'm having a shower at the same time as everybody else who is on the same boiler tank as I am and maybe the hot water is just running out. So you're going to have to do a little bit of work here and put it to practice and really test it out to see for yourself. But I will tell you that if you have set the intention and if you've been specific about what you want that sign to be and you start to see it repeatedly, I feel pretty confident that you can trust that that is actually a sign from your guides of, you know, whatever sign that you're looking for and not just, you know, something that you're seeing in your environment or something that's happening to you. I do want to make one final note on this subject, though. When we talk about our signs, we sometimes get really committed to what that looks like. So let's use my skunks as an example. It is very possible that I would treat this as I need to see a skunk. I need to walk home and have a skunk cross my path. And I've had that actually on numerous occasions. The first time it ever happened, I had just had a really nasty breakup, which was definitely in my in my uh, best interest. And sure enough, on my way home, there was a, a literal skunk on my path blocking my front door. So you will have times where it's very literal like that. However, If I was super committed and connected to it needing to be a physical skunk walking past my door, I might not be as receptive to some of the signs that they're using. They're going to use everything that they can to get into your world. So like, what if I didn't leave the house and there's just like the skunk sitting at my doorstep waiting for me to get, you know, waiting to get my attention, but I'm not leaving the house. So I have had skunks show up um, as... Facebook videos. I'll be scrolling through my feed and someone will have sent me a skunk video. I have had uh, people comment on something and they'll use a gif of flower from Bambi who's doing a little wave. I had a girlfriend one time send me um, her baby progress while she was pregnant and at that time her baby was the size of a baby skunk. So you need to be a little bit flexible in how these messages are going to receive. So be clear about what the message is but be open to how it comes to you. I hope you can make that distinction with me here. 
Okay, so that is it for this week's episode. If you liked it, if you jived with this message, please do subscribe. And if you can, take a moment and leave a review so other people like you who are walking their own paths can come across this podcast and be like, hey, I've got 15 minutes. I should really check this out. And as always, the best conversations are happening in the Facebook group. So if you would like to join the Lightwalkers Path, we would love to have you be a member. We'll see you next week.